0: Well, welcome. We're very happy you tuned in today to WNZN Radio, coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. And it's uh, really, you know, just a couple weeks till we have spring, and it looks like spring outside after a little bit of a weather storm the past couple of weeks. But I'm very happy you tuned in, and uh, if you're having any issues uh, hearing us, you might want to just go to your computer and listen to us and live stream it from WNZN, uh, .wnzn www.wnzn.org. And so David Abood, my friend and assistant, David. Hey, John. Over. Great to be here with you today. Another day, another yeah. beautiful day. The Lord has made and we will rejoice and be, be glad. glad in it. Yep. That's what the Bible says. And right. so last week, David, we, we were into this topic, a very big topic, and mm-hmm. we're just going to look at it again this uh, session, but on the attributes or the characteristics of God. And this is like the most important question because there's many belief systems and religions around the world That either believe in God or believe he's like this or like that, or don't believe in God at all. So we're gonna look at what the Bible says. And there's a lot that it does say about the nature and the character and the attributes of God. And without this knowledge, we wouldn't, you know, that the scripture gives us, we wouldn't know that much about God. But we would know something, even if we didn't have the Bible. And people say, Is that how would that be? Well, it says in Romans chapter one, verse twenty. It says, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible attributes are clearly seen, okay, and is understood by the things that are made, even as his eternal power, there's another attribute, and Godhead, so that nobody can have an excuse. So nobody could ever say, I don't believe in God because I don't see any indication of God. But this verse says, if you look at creation every day, night and day, you should know something about God's power, about his person. And that's why it'll say in <clears> Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God. The atmosphere showeth forth his His wonder or grandeur day into day shows knowledge. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's called in theology, general revelation, is just by looking around, we should know there's a God. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean we understand yeah. God's plan of salvation or redemption or these other characteristics of God, but we should know Looking at creation, that there's a creator. You would think. You would, and, and that's why Abraham Lincoln says, "Everything I see teaches me to believe in a God that I do not see." Yeah. Just like it says here in Romans 120 Yeah. Then the Bible will say, "The fool has said in his heart there is no God." It's interesting. He says in his heart because I think his mind tells him there is a God. Yeah. But it, many people don't want there to be a God because, of course, then you're morally accountable and you have to change behavior, etc. Yeah. But. Uh, Yeah, but I mean, uh, this idea of what do we know about God? How do we know God? We're going to look in a minute at what the Bible says so clearly about God. But I just wanted to bring that up, that even without the Bible, people should have a certain understanding uh, about God. And you see that worked out. Uh, When Paul is preaching, he'll say, uh, he goes into this one uh, area, it's called Lystra, And actually, he just prior to going in there, he was stoned, almost stoned to death. But uh, he goes into this community, and then um, they don't believe in God. They're pretty much uh, pagans, and uh, into astrology and all this kind of stuff. Then it says, uh, when the apostle Barnabas and Paul heard that the people wanted to worship them, because Paul just prayed and did a miracle on this crippled man, he says, "Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men just like you with the same nature. But we preach that you should turn from these useless things, idols and being, believing in astrology mm-hmm. and all this, and turn to the living God who made the heaven and made the earth and the sea and all things that are in them, who with past generation, allowed nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, he did not leave himself without a witness in that he did good. He gave us rain from heaven, fruitful seasons, Filling our hearts with food and gladness. So he's saying, without the Bible, God has still left us a witness: how the rain comes down and fertilizes fruit and vegetables come up. He allows us to eat food. He says you should know from that. But let me take you even further to explain about <clears throat> this God and your right. relationship with God.
1: Yeah, and it, yeah, Jan. I mean, nature is obviously the top thing to do just to look at the order. Mm-hmm. I mean, the animals aren't going to the grocery store, mm-hmm. are they? <laughs> mm-hmm. So every single day, think about that worldwide, how everything feeds and lives and breathes. Um, you know, the, the other the other quote I like, and I mentioned this in our previous show, is Exodus 20, 3, 5. To say that it's important for us to try to understand what God is like is a huge understatement. Failure to do so can cause us to set up chase after, and worship false gods contrary to his will. Yeah. And so, I mean, th- that that to me is really important of why you want to get into the word because I think, as you said, it's really the best way to understand um, the attributes of God and the enemy and the supernatural world in general.
0: Yeah, you'll understand your place yeah. in the world if we can understand the God that made the world. Yeah. What does he require us or what is he like? And so then we can... I mean, right from the very beginning, we see God's power displayed. It says he speaks the universe into existence way back in Genesis. But then when he makes man, he comes down. He doesn't speak man into existence. He actually, almost like a potter, he fashions him out of the dirt, out Uh of the clay. And then he breathes, not only touches the earth and fashions it, but then he must press his face, as it were, to this clay being that he's creating and then breathes into him and then it said man became a living soul and then he speaks to this man you know he converses he says i want you to do this be fruitful and multiply mm-hmm. take care of the garden but don't do this so you see a conversing god that wants to reveal himself but when adam and eve turned their back on god and sin they knew that something was gone wrong and they hid themselves from god and then it says they heard god walking in the garden the voice of god wa- And then he converses with them again, which shows you a lot right in those first pages that God (laughs) He's powerful, He's creator, He's He creates, but He's not part of the creation, like many Eastern religions would say, He's actually in the tree, he's in the Mm -hmm. bush, he's in the the river. But he's separated from creation, but he reveals himself even at the very beginning.
1: And, And and the other thing I love thinking about is that when he reveals himself to us, his main attributes and qualities are light.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Are are positive. Uh-huh. And and they're supportive of us. They want us he wants us to be successful in all areas. He has his, you know, our best interest in mind. Yeah. And, and that's what I get out of, you know, my time in the Bible and the attributes that we see and then when we go over to the other spectrum With the enemy, it's totally the opposite.
0: Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, if you turn to Genesis, like I said, this is Mm -hmm. a great starting point because it it has implications for us today. Number one, because man is such a special, Mm -hmm. unique creation of God, everything else he speaks into existence. Not man. He actually forms him and breathes into him and then gives him responsibilities uh, to do. Matter of fact, in verse 26, it says, what, what which, chapter okay, one uh, okay. genesis chapter one sure verse 26 um i can read it okay good
1: david let me just uh grab it here the uh then god said let us make mankind in our image in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky over the livestock and all the wild animals I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. And the last verse. God saw all that he has made and it was very good. And there was evening... And there was morning, the sixth day. So
0: there you have. Yeah. It's very good. Now we can't imagine what that <clears throat> looks like. Oh my God! I mean, it'll almost be like if you go to Hawaii or Maui, <laughs> yeah. And the weather is perfect, and you're, you know, it's just a, just an ideal kind of a setting there. Right. And that's what the, I'm picturing. Yeah, just but it's just on steroids. Absolute stairs, yeah. beauty everywhere. And he, he but the following chapter will actually say when he expands on how he made man in verse seven. He says. The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, mm-hmm. and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. So right there you see man, it's, in Latin it's imago dehi, means we're made in the image of God, and we're very different. You don't have to be a, a scientist, so to speak, to know that man is different than any other creative yeah. beings. Yeah. I don't care how advanced mm-hmm. a dolphin is or a, I don't whatever, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but man communicates man makes books man uh, builds he man collaborates man uh, has a sense of value that it's wrong to take what doesn't belong to me it's wrong to hurt a person Where does that come from? I mean you cannot you cannot you can't and you can never say oh the lion committed murder when he ran after that deer and killed it and ate it. He, there's no moral equivalency yeah. whereas in our world that we live in we know it is wrong where does that mor- morality come from that sense of mm-hmm. conscience okay. well it comes from god yeah you know so the holy spirit you can never yeah. say that about the insect or the animal world you know well, you know like <laughs> Whatever, you know, the the the, the, the raccoon went out there and caught a mouse and he ate that. Well, that's not murder. I mean, he, he's just he's they're, living. They're doing what
1: they're designed yeah, to exactly do. Exactly right. Yeah, and, and we have to do what we're designed to do. Yeah, so we and would never ascribe moral code yeah. to them. Right.
0: That's murder. Oh, mm-hmm. they stole the other guy's nest or something. It would, mm-hmm. just doesn't fit. But for us, it does because we're a higher, the highest God's creation on this planet. Uh, later, we'll talk about angels. But nevertheless, as we move forward... We see this idea that God wants to reveal himself. He talks to people. He converses. He asks questions. Um, he gives directions right. what to do, mm-hmm. uh, what not to do. Yeah. Uh, he, he talks about consequences. He speaks about blessings for obedience. So right from the very first pages of the Bible, you start learning a lot about God. But the big thing is, I mean, one of the big things is, is he's seeking for lost man. He, he Adam did not go looking for God when he said he's seeking for lost man
1: yeah I, I was thinking about something when you were talking and when you think about Genesis right mm-hmm. you know um the first book that was before um you know before we started uh, to look at you know the pilgrims and uh and trying to figure out if the earth was flat or yeah. round. remember in Genesis when we first started going I was amazed it, how much information was in there about what the what the earth looked like.
0: Yeah, right, right. And
1: and it was just amazing to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this has to be the hand of God. Because exactly. they, they were trying to figure that out, you know, a thousand years later, whatever it was. Yeah. And hundreds of years later, but it's all right there. It talks about how we can operate the earth. It's a complete blueprint. Oh, yeah. A complete blueprint. Yeah. And that's where I started to get excited about it. And then the other thing is, by getting into the word and understanding God's attributes, it forces you to resist the things that are bad for you and your family, yeah. bad for you personally. It it forces you to resist things that are a distraction from really what's important. Right. And, and that's the reason you want to read it, um, let alone you're going to learn about your father in heaven and the wonderful things that we have in store as Christians.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. Somebody as well said that, Christianity is the best explanation for life. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by the basic questions of life is, number one, origin, yeah. which we right. just looked at. It This looks like it was created mm-hmm. in an orderly fashion. Mm-hmm. Now, it's broken, and the Bible even says it's broken. So that makes sense, too. There's tornadoes, there's floods, there's right. disease, there's COVID. Oh, yeah. But it says that, that would happen if we left a very good mm-hmm. environment and turned our backs on God and didn't follow, quote-unquote, the owner's manual. Right. Number two... it it, the way god reveals himself it tells us that he he is for us he institutes the family right from the very beginning a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife the two shall become one and they can bring in procreate a new being into this Mm -hmm. world that wasn't there Mm -hmm. that's 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 like really powerful stuff but it's all laid out here so you see origin and then you look for meaning Mm -hmm. does life have meaning well if you don't factor god into it the god of the bible yeah you could just say no eat drink and be merry for tomorrow you die and many yeah. people live with that adage they do you know i'm gonna get all the toys i can buy i'm gonna live good i'm gonna get a condo and live for the you know, moment live for the mm-hmm. moment and um you know and and that that the problem is nothing out here <clears throat> can truly satisfy that which is in the human right matter. and so yeah if you if you go with the bible life has very high meaning we're here to glorify God. Yes. We're here to be used as his instrument in terms of reconciliation. We're here to enjoy his creation, uh, but put him first. You know, there's all kinds of yeah. things in terms of meaning. And then you come to morality. Excuse me. That's the yeah. third big question. Right. Got origin, meaning, morality. Well, if you don't believe in a God, what's wrong? I mean, how do you judge right and wrong? Yeah. You just It's just what you want to do at a given time. Well, you put that on a national scale you get somebody like Adolf Hitler, or Idi Amin, or, or Pol Pot in Cambodia. They think they're doing the right thing in their mind's eye. You see what I'm saying? They think, you know, that's right. So, but if you have a moral compass, right, a very good moral compass, it's extremely lofty. Not only don't you take what doesn't belong to you, but share what you have with those that need. Not only is mm-hmm. Jesus says adultery is not just having lustful thoughts all the time is sin. So He elevates. Mm-hmm morality to a very high level yeah pray for your enemy yeah. pray for those that deceive where's that coming from that's not in the evolutionary push and shove world and then finally the f- big question of course too is destiny what happens when we die yes some people will say yeah. when it's over it's over mm-hmm. like an atheist might say it's just you go back to dust they forget that god breathed into adam and he became a living soul there's not just dust alone but they would say that's it there's nothing survives death Number two is the Eastern Hindu Buddhist would say in reincarnation. You keep coming back on what they call this wheel of karma uh, based on good deeds and bad deeds. The Bible says it is appointed man once to die and then comes the judgment. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27. So it tells us all this stuff and explains it. The the thing this about this system, David, is, is we will know, if you believe it and get entry into it, the kingdom, and start praying and start living for God, you see things happen.
1: You, you, boy, do you ever! And, and we, boy, have we talked about that? You know, um, it, the other the other quote I wanted to mention is Deuteronomy six four, where it says, "God is one; not only is there no other, but He is alone in being able to meet the deepest needs and longings of our hearts." God alone is worthy of our worship and devotion. What I have found in my own life, when I first started, I thought you were a little odd, uh-huh. John. Uh-huh. I mean, I did. I thought you were a little odd, and I thought, okay, he's a nice missionary man. Little... This is what his life is all about. And, you know, eight years ago, when we really started getting into it, I realized that your attraction mm. and the love you have for a God Almighty and Jesus Christ and in and, and the Word, it only... It only gives us equilibrium, mm-hmm. it, you know. And what I mean by that is it is such a beautiful gift. When you get into the wor- word, you know why you're here. You, As you said, you know the meaning of life. You know your purpose. Billionaires are still chasing those questions. And Good some point, of them David. commit suicide. <clears throat> Good point. Because they haven't been able to answer them. Mm-hmm. So for me, this has been an incredible gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it it just brings equilibrium it gives purpose yeah sure you got to feed your family you want to work and do your thing but life is so fast and you have got to get into the word sooner than later and start understanding what it is to be a Christian because there's not a lot of time on the planet it goes with a blink of an eye Yeah, yeah and so but when you get into it you realize that that buzz you had off of some alcohol is nothing compared to what you're getting in the Word yes. and administering to other people, creating disciples. I'm not saying that's all bad. Jesus drank wine. Yeah. And I like a glass sure, of wine, sure, sure. absolutely. So, But what I'm saying is is there's more to it. Yeah. And the real formula is by being in the Word, being with others, helping create disciples, or strengthening your peers that are in the word too. Right. It's just a wonderful situation. And oh. very, very, I can't tell you how how satisfying and uh, how wonderful it is once you get into it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know. <laughs> you That's been it.
1: the story of your life too, right? Well, I mean, yeah, I
0: mean, once you. With once, your outreach and. Let's say you. When you're right. little and you get to go to Disneyland right? and your parents buy the ticket, mm-hmm. expensive ticket, that you go through the gates. Well, it's a whole new world in there. The rides, the concessions, the gift stands, the, yeah. the, the parades at night, everything. Yeah. But, but, I mean, that yeah. you have to gain entry into that kingdom. It's right. a pricey ticket, if I remember yeah. that. I don't oh, go there. Yeah. But when you come into the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. you repent, you accept Jesus Christ by faith, what he did, he died on my behalf. Mm-hmm. You have the end of the whole. Uh, you, you are entering a kingdom. And you have brothers and sisters in Christ. You see this, David. I see this. I go to different parts of the world, and I go into a Christian community or a church. Mm-hmm. There's a kindred spirit there. They're singing hymns. Hey, how you doing? Can mm-hmm. we pray? And, and so you have that kind of thing going on. Number two, you see answers to prayer. Church, do you? You see answers wow. to prayer. Christianity offers you the best way to raise your children right it out. just without yeah. a doubt right uh, number three it gives you the best comfort when it comes to dying. Mm-hmm. i'm just touching on a little couple things here right off the top absolutely. of absolutely but it offers offers you know we can give advice to a person that's hurting let's say a, a relative or a friend uh, they have issues maybe alcoholism or something or joint. Mm-hmm. but that's all we can do is you but if we have the word of god and we can say look Let me tell you about my own life. Here's where I was at. Here's what happened when I accepted Christ. That same gift is for you. Right. And it's free. Yeah. And it'll change you forever and ever. Yeah. And it'll want you to share that with others. Yes. So see what I'm saying? Yes. So before I was a Christian, David, when I worked at Soldiers and Sailors Relief Commission in Cleveland, helping um, a lot Mm -hmm. of my caseload was veterans downtown at that Uh time uh, in the 70s, a lot of alcoholism, Uh you know, coming back from the war and stuff. Yeah. And I could help them a little bit, you right. know, food, clothing, mm-hmm. rent, a little stipend mm-hmm. here, maybe try to get them into AA for counseling. Mm-hmm. But if, if back then, if I knew the Lord and I understood, I could say, hey, read this pamphlet, read this, here's what happened to me. I could give them real life-changing benefits that come from the Word of God, not my, you know, yeah. try this, do that, do that. No, right. I give them God's right. Word to remedy their life. That That's so powerful when you access this. And realize, you know, I was just looking at one of the attributes of God in Exodus chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. He says this. The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty. And he just says all this stuff where the God is good and he's upright and he's got all these attributes. I like that merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness, truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions. Mm-hmm. That's his character, where some people think, oh, my God wants to just chasten me. He wants to do a bad thing. He's going to catch mm-hmm. me. It's not like that. You know, yeah, he doesn't want us to stray from him and he, when the prodigal mm-hmm. left the father's house, but he got in trouble. He got, you know, when he came back, the father offered forgiveness. You know, the Bible does something
1: I have not done as a father, um, I have not done as a a husband, that I have not done as a brother um, or a son. And there's a complete book on what God's expectations are of us and the value we get in following along and understanding how to do our life. And the other thing the Bible is there for, which I think would be an enticement to take a peek is the fact that whether we want to be in the game or not, there's an enemy um, that is out there. And, uh, you know, Satan fell from heaven, and he's our greatest enemy. You know, um, he desires to kill, steal, and destroy, and he's behind all of our temptations and battles we face each day, actively trying to cause us harm. And so you... You know, uh, one of the guys we had on was Dean Sherman, who did spiritual warfare. And I love what he said. You know, he was talking to this this church group. And the one lady raised her hand and said, that stuff's scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really don't want to teach it to our kids or to, you know, my daughters. And he goes, I understand. But you're in the battle whether you want to be or not. Yeah, right,
0: right. You're
1: in the battle whether you want to be or not. Right. So, and that's the beauty of the book. And so when you see God's attributes, what does that mean to me? And how do I assimilate it? Uh, I trust God, I know he's never changing mm. and he gives us his attributes so we can trust him more Yeah. and by trusting somebody, what does that allow you to do? It allows you to follow along yeah. and be obedient and so um, and it also gives you hope knowing that you're going to have eternal life, you have protection against this enemy right. that wanted to be God
0: Yeah.
1: and um, man so you know, as far as I'm concerned, you it, it's something you really you really need to do. Yeah,
0: again, when yeah. you bring up the enemy, that goes back to the first pages of the Bible right. in Genesis. Yeah, he enters in. Mm-hmm. Now, in that setting, Adam and Eve are actually in a more powerful position. In mm-hmm. this sense, he says, "I give you all power and authority over uh, all the creeping things, all right. the animals." Mm-hmm. All the, <clears throat> so that was a creeping thing, or yeah. at that time the serpent, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Plus, they had the Word of God. They said God already told them, Mm -hmm. eat this, don't eat that, be fruitful, be multiplying, don't take this if you do, there's a consequence. So he comes in with a lie right from the beginning, and he says, God didn't really say that, did he? See, he's attacking the Word of God, he's attacking the person of God, and then Eve says, well, he said we shouldn't even not eat of this or touch this tree. God didn't say touch it, he just says don't eat it. So she was adding to God's Word. But then, She says, you will not surely die. Right. And he says, a direct lie. And then he says, you will be like God. You will be like God, knowing good and evil. It's the very thing that got him kicked out of heaven. He wanted to be God. And oftentimes people that don't want to come under God's rulership, David, they want to be their own little gods. They want to make life's decisions on their own. They don't want any control. They don't want any moral code that they have to listen yeah. to they just want to say it kind of like frank sinatra's mm-hmm. song mm-hmm. i did it my way yeah well that's not always good <laughs> i did no. it my way maybe that's the wrong way and it says clearly in the bible there's a way that seems right to man but the end of that way is destruction
1: yeah and and the other thing uh, it does john um and you really instilled this in me over the last few years is the fact that it's extremely <clears throat> comforting knowing that if things are too big for us and there's a lot of situations we can discuss um, in that regard but you give all of those things to God mm-hmm. and, and you kind of relieve yourself of the pressure to figure out how to navigate it right and you pray through it and I think that's what you were referring to correct me if I'm wrong but you start to see the results of your prayer and having God Is your father. Sure. Because there's things that look like you're in a maze you can't get out. Right. And lo and behold, the door opens, you didn't even know it was there. Um, or you're you feel paralyzed and things happen where you're free. Right. You're flying like a bird. And those are things that are hard to articulate to the listeners. You have to experience it yourself or find other people that maybe a little further along in their walk. Mm
0: -hmm. Because
1: what those breadcrumbs do, and that's what what happened to me with you,
0: Mm.
1: is I wanted more breadcrumbs. Mm -hmm. And I kept following you around trees. And then I followed you up a mountain. And because you can learn that way, and by seeing everything that's happened in your life with the power of prayer Mm -hmm. and being obedient, I just, my jaw hit the table. Um, And so I think just as my manner... um, the, that's what other Christians can do when they're mentoring new believers, right? Isn't that really what we want to get oh, to? Oh, with, with, with all, the, all this stuff we're doing,
0: without a doubt, David, we'll do one. <clears throat> we'll do one radio program on the phrase "one another." Okay. it's used over fifty times in the internet Because Christianity is that's not a do-it-yourself, right. one-and-done. You know, it's it's it's, um. It's it's collaborative. It's cooperative, yeah. and that and we each help each other, and that's why, like with prayer, like you said. Mm-hmm. If I don't feel the strength to pray and get, and you get around two or three, four people that are really strong, oh, that yeah. that strengthens your own <clears throat> life, yeah. and you get with prayer, and that's well, you saw that when we went through my mission headquarters. Yes, you, you see the thing, and you see what they're doing. Well, they do that. It's mm-hmm. and that's in a cliche, but they do that because of prayer, right? They because they don't solicit or add donate, but they got one of the yeah. nicest facilities, historic, and oh. the nicest system. Yes. Hist- and we're sending Your headquarters people. Headquarters
1: is unbelievable. Power of prayer to again, fifty for you countries guys to get around that. the world. Right. You
0: know. So my point <clears> being throat> that throat> what helps <throat> that or what really fuels that, so to speak, is to be around others. Yes. You know, and that way, if a Christian is discouraged, we'll get with Christians at their faith is at that moment in time mm-hmm. or season that's mm-hmm. strong and it's up because later on you might be the one to have to strengthen a brother. <clears throat> so
1: right, John. So when we had one of our guest speakers on a few weeks ago mm-hmm. from YWAM uh-huh. and this individual talked about how he came to the Lord mm-hmm. and he was visiting with that gal that had leprosy yes and she lost her hands Cambodia. and her feet but he said quote-unquote she was the happiest person I've ever met and there was light <clears throat> coming out of her eyes in his yeah. mind that's how how happy uh, the aura was around her and he said he realized that's because she is a follower of christ mm-hmm. and that was a game changer for him but think about that I, I mean so that's what you will find about how this you know christian walk can just be so life-changing for you only and God, your families the only
0: guy can do something redemptive like no that kidding. you know i mean yeah. um you know, I mean, you look at Johnny Erickson. I mean, of course, she's an ex- excellent example. But that girl, mm-hmm. diving accident at the age of 18, broke her neck, a shallow lake. You know, though she didn't think it was that shallow. Right. She was suicidal and everything <clears throat> else, but she God redeemed it. And she came to Christ when she was in one of those, you know, striker beds. Huh, she couldn't move yeah. anything, but basically. Right. And she accepted the Lord. And then God showed her how to draw paint with just her mouth. Amazing painting. Then she started studying the Bible more and more. And then God gave her a ministry of refurbishing wheelchairs and that around the world. And she became a tremendous speaker. She would be the opening speaker to Billy Graham. My point being that, now she is exceptional, don't get me wrong. But nevertheless, that was the worst of the worst things that could happen to a young person. And they turned it. Only God can do that. Only God can take the worst and turn it. For good, you see. Right. That's why, in a sense, the worst thing that ever happened on this planet, if you believe Jesus is the Son of God, totally sinless, perfect, did nothing but help people, cast out demons, feed thousands, taught like no man ever taught, that he was stripped, mocked, spit upon, wrongly uh, judged, punctured nails, uh, posted up on a, on, a, on, yeah. on a cross for six hours, life, blood drained out of him. That's the worst thing, but it was the best thing in the yeah. sense that was ours. That secured our salvation. But only God can do that, mm-hmm. and that's why the crucifixion is extremely important. But it's also that resurrection. See, that wasn't the end of the, Good Friday. Isn't the end of the story? We'll do a whole thing coming up to Good Friday. It was good, but it's it's Easter Sunday. So you put those two together. You deal with the sin. You deal with the guilt. You deal, but then you deal with the strength, the new life, and the victorious living.
1: It, it, as you taught me, we have to go through the cross yes. to the resurrection to get to the basis of our faith. Yeah. And when we studied the throne room, the visual we got was the fact that next to God is a bloody lamb. Yeah. So that we always remember. It is current. Anybody can come anytime. Yeah, anytime. Even though 2,000 years ago Jesus walked on the earth, that doesn't matter. Yeah, right. It, it th- That throne room visual tells us they can come anytime, and it's current. It accepts everybody yeah. into the group. Yeah. And so... Um, now but, is the day of salvation. Yeah, as horrifying as that experience was, it was the most beautiful sacrifice ever.
0: That's why we call it right. Good Friday.
1: Right. And... When it says, Look at this. I never understood that because as a yeah. server boy, it was always dark <laughs> at three o'clock in the afternoon. We were doing stations of the cross, and I thought, Oh my gosh, this is painful! But you're right, Good Friday. Why is it Good Friday with one of the m- most horrific executions ever? That's right, to a man that didn't do anything wrong, Nothing.
0: right? Nothing. So, and that's, why. It's, that's it's, why it's you know, you I've studied <clears throat> religions to a little certain yeah. level, but. You study all the other founders of religions, right. they tend to be teachers, they'll claim mm-hmm. to be a prophet, and they're going to give wisdom. And that, but they all die, and they're buried in a grave where their converts could go look at them or, right. or go make a yeah. shrine. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is so different. Mm-hmm. Why does he die like that? If he could quiet the storm and, and, and shut, the, you know, raise people from the dead and right. cast out demons, yeah. nobody's going to put him on the cross. <laughs> That's why he says, nobody takes my life from me. I lay it down willingly. Mm-hmm. And then when you see, for God so loved the world, so loved that he gave his only, vision. for God, there you have the greatest person of all eternity, right? We're studying mm-hmm. the attribute. For God, doesn't say he loved, it says so loved. The greatest emotion or the greatest feeling you can have for another person is mm-hmm. love. Love by definition means that you your feeling towards the other person is so great, you're yeah. willing to sacrifice your own well-being. That's love. That's a high, God takes it to the fullest. Because, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave, there's your greatest gift. The only begotten son, that's the greatest person. That whomsoever, that's the greatest invitation, should not perish. That's the greatest warning. But have everlasting life. That's the greatest reward. So in that one verse, you have all these greats. But it's free.
1: Yeah, and John, um, you know, I remember when you go around the cross and you get to that moment, you heard people saying, well, he saved others. Why doesn't he save himself? Right. And no way could they have understood that, you know, at that point that this truly was the Son of God yeah. until the resurrection. And then you looked at, the, the other book we read was J. Warren Wallace, mm-hmm. that uh, detective who um, was an atheist. Cold case turned, Yeah, turned Christian. That was one of the books you gave me, um, just because I like to look at that stuff. But w- what was interesting is when he, de- he looked at it, Taking it to a detective level all the way down, people said, well, Jesus wasn't dead. And then, then you look at the way he was uh, beat up. Oh. You look at the fact that when they put the spear in his side, not only blood came out but water. Yes. And these are, these are biology things, that right. they, medical things they never would have known back then. Yeah. So that was recorded by an eyewitness. And by that information, we realized yes, he was dead. Oh, he was dead. He was completely dead. And so the three days of resurrection, I mean, so um, that's the importance of the Bible, so you can get all that, and you can see it up close by firsthand witnesses. Yeah,
0: it's brutal. I mean, you know, and even critics of Christianity, they have to account for how did this thing, their founder was brutalized, and that was the worst type of execution you could have. Why did that thing start and go boom over all the Roman Empire? So 150, 200 years later, it is like gone all over, even as far as India. You know what I mean? And it's going to the yeah. British Isles. With no
1: internet. Is, is no, it based on a guy? Yeah. I mean, if, it's if a, I had a, yeah. an uncle yeah.
0: that, I don't know, let's say he's a teacher, a professor, and he gets... For some reason, he gets—he does a crime and he's going to get capital punishment. He dies in the electric chair. Well, we wouldn't think about him and honor him and say, "Boy, it was Uncle Jim's, or Uncle Joe's uh, birthday yesterday." He died 50 years ago in the electric chair at the Penn state penitentiary. We wouldn't think that was a good thing, or we—it's notable. Or we should remember it or celebrate it. But why is it, man? There's this only one birthday we celebrate almost worldwide, and that's right. the birthday of Jesus. Right. It's the same thing with the resurrection right. coming up. Yeah. I prefer to call it resurrection rather than Easter, but nevertheless. Sure. But that death, burial, resurrection, why can't we go to his tomb? You see, it's who, please, I, I ask critics to say, please give me an explanation. If, if he was dead and the apostles were saying he rose, Romans will drag that body through the street. They weren't above that, they dragged it through the Here you are. And what, these men weren't courageous men, if you study them. They they're they very flawed men, the apostles, that they scared and deny him. And, but then after, the, if, they, if they met a risen Savior that they just saw got brutalized and killed, that suggests exactly what happened.
1: And when you take a look at the tomb, not only the weight of the stone, but the fact that there was a seal on it for the Roman Empire, and there were guards there all the time, yeah. and they fled in fear is what Jay Warren Wallace oh, you know, yeah. talks about in his book. And it was almost like there was just an explosion where the ropes and everything burst and, and the tomb was open, and they fled. And and they know if they do that, they're going to be murdered. Oh, yeah,
0: they, they're on guard. By their own, yeah. yeah. So w-
1: when you take a look at all that stuff, man, it's there. You know, I, I guess the one thing I was thinking is, if we told the listeners we have a pill for the fountain of youth. Yes, right. What would people go and buy that pill? That's a good point. This Bible is your fountain of youth. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, it's about resurrecting you and giving you eternal life. And, and that's, that's what this comes down to. It is um, the secret formula.
0: And it's not going your, anywhere. Yes. Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, right. but my word shall mm-hmm. endure forever. It right. says that in Psalm 119, verse mm-hmm. 89 forever oh lord your word is settled in the heavens it's it's not going anywhere i mean here we sit with it two thousand years after the death the resurrection of jesus yeah but it, they had the old testament a thousand years prior to that so ain't nobody moving this thing anyway you could attack it you can burn it you can uh, like i was there's countries in the world that they won't let people come through customs if they know they have a new testament or a bible on them it doesn't matter. You might might stop the messenger, but you're never going to stop this message.
1: That's it. And, John, you know, when you take a look, and again, I'm just bringing up J. Warren Walls because he does it in a simple way Hmm. for new believers, and that's why uh, I liked the book when I first got into it, is he basically said, well, here's proof of the resurrection. Right. Over 500 people saw Christ after, you know, after he was uh, murdered, crucified. uh, and, and there was no cell phones. There's no internet. And this was across the kingdom. Exactly There's right. There's no way that somebody could have just ran over to a neighbor. This is spread out all over. Right. And, th- you know, um, the other thing is when you see how the 12 disciples were running in fear yeah, right. when he went on the cross Denying to being him. Yeah. superhuman yeah. afterwards... You know, what, nine or ten of them were crucified killed, or killed, tortured and killed. Tortured yeah. and, killed. Um, and they kept going. They kept professing the word. When you look at those facts, if you don't see the supernatural element, you never will.
0: Yeah, you know, Chuck Colson brought this out yeah. really good. He said, look, he said, when Watergate went down yeah, and they started rounding up, these different right. Halber, uh, Ehrlich men and Helberman and John Dean, mm-hmm. these guys that were all a part of that thing. He says, once they put pressure on one or two of those guys, yeah. you're going to get prison, you're going to do this, right. this. He says, yeah. that whole thing broke down in less than a month. Right. He says, the apostles never broke down. They never denied that they saw the risen Savior. And they were pressured with uh. death and torture. And bad. But he says, something happened. And yeah. they met the... It, 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 look, I people saw that were alive at the time, 19, the, the assassination of John F. Kennedy. These actually had films of it. Mm-hmm. There's a Bruder mm-hmm. film. And then I remember Sunday, right after that, I came home watching TV because it was everything was on TV and they were taking Lee Harvey Oswald out of the police station. He got shot. First live killing on TV. Live time. He was shot in that, uh, being transported. Well, if, if, If a week later they said John F. Kennedy is alive, he didn't die. Not only that, Oswald and everybody go, what? He didn't die. You know, after you saw it with your own eyes, I mean, you see how that would change everything. But why? When you apply that to Jesus, that's exactly what happened. He died, but then he's alive. That was these guys were on an emotional roller coaster they saw him die yes. he's betrayed then, then all of a sudden he's 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 here in our midst <laughs> he's he's breaking bread with right. us he's saying now i yeah. want you to go tell the whole world about he's this he's
1: showing them his wounds Gee, you know so and, and he's, and he's saying this
0: all yeah. fulfilled prophecy guys this all of now mm-hmm. i'm empowering you go to jerusalem right. wait get empowered with the holy spirit and change the world mm-hmm. Go change and that look 20 20 centuries later 2.5 billion people on the planet somehow, some way, named the name of Jesus.
1: And what was the key message he gave us in Matthew 18 while he was ascending? Uh, right before he ascended, go out and create yeah, fellow disciples. Yeah. And so I, I think when you get into it, um, I, I guess my first reaction when I started down this path with you, I thought it's too consuming for me. Mm. It's too much. Mm. I'm never going to get this. You know, I'm too far behind. I, I wish I would have learned it when I was younger. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that sounds like gibberish to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's hard to follow. But when you start to get into it more and more, what you'll find is what you mentioned to me, and I didn't believe you at first. But the Holy Spirit opens your eyes right, right. to the things you didn't understand, and then this moving puzzle pieces that are all over the wall, and you're like, "How do I put that together?" Yeah, right. You start to see connection points. Oh well, yeah, and and it and it's not you. It's just the fact that you are um, become a Christian. You're being obedient by being in the Word, and the Holy Spirit will open your eyes. Oh well, yeah,
0: that's what. It so says. it
1: will get better. Don't get, um, I guess, uh, worn out or frustrated. If once you get into it, you're like, I'm just wasting my time. It yeah, doesn't right. make any sense right. to me. Right. Right. right no, Jen? you got to
0: have the Holy Spirit. Yes. That's the critical. And that yeah. was like me before I accepted Jesus Christ at age 27, I could read philosophy or books on religion and understand mm-hmm. it. I couldn't really understand the Bible because I I, I kind of knew the big message of the Bible. I wasn't raised in Scripture necessarily, but I couldn't. But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit, but to the spiritual man all things are revealed. So to un- try to understand the Bible without the Holy Spirit is like, it's like I always say. In the old days, we used to get three D comics where you'd get this comic, and unless you put those glasses on, one was red lens and the other was blue. Everything was jumbled. Everything like was out that. of whack. That's a good but one, yeah. once you put those glasses on, it popped. Right. It actually three D comment like right. come off the page. Right. That's what that's what happened when I when I received the Holy Spirit, and then the Bible. I go okay now, and these other books they were like um, cotton candy. I mean, it no longer had appeal for me. This was the deal. Now, okay. Now I understand this, and that was on. You know. uh,
1: again, the first time I read the Bible front to back was when you were gone, uh-huh. and the way I approached it is I read a book from Old Testament mm-hmm. and then a book from New Testament every day, and that's what I did until I completed it over the period of a year.
0: That's wise. Yeah.
1: Okay, and then, but when I read it the first time, I just thought, "Wow, wow." this is this is this is a lot to absorb right so that's why you have to keep going back and you never will get it all but you get more and more and then it just lines up simply in your mind where you see the most important things well yeah and and that's the best way to to tell the new believer
0: a new believer it'll say in first peter desire the sincere milk of the word Mm -hmm. which is able to nourish you Mm -hmm. that's milk It's, it's just the basics of the bible then Jesus says in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 man does not live by bread alone but by every word uttered by the mouth so there's going from milk to bread and then Paul says to the Corinthians i wanted to feed you strong meat but at the time they couldn't handle it so you see this kind of phase is almost like the natural growth of a human being milk bread and then meat which right. is the stronger right. so but everybody's at a different level but we can all keep growing and, and understand it and that's just it that's but it.
1: but but that's why you need to find mentors uh you need to find a fellow um you know disciples and christians so that you can learn more and be in the word with them and get their insights
0: that's the key because the thing. holy
1: spirit might give somebody else a different view of what you just read
0: that that's the secret yeah. of christian expansion yeah. and growth is discipleship And discipleship is usually, if you follow Jesus' pattern, it's actually based on pretty small groupings. We should still belong to a church. I'm really keen on that under pastoral care and authority. But to get with people in two, three, four people groups or one-on-one or whatever, men with men and women with women. that's how you really impart knowledge. I mean, if you really think how we grow a doctor... Uh, When they intern, or an entrepreneur that's going to come onto a company and he's going to be mentored by... So the CEO takes two or three of these recent graduates and he mentors them by hanging out with them, Mm -hmm. testing them, giving them some responsibility. Jesus gave us the model. If we ever capture that, really, really capture that, you can flip the world. You just run the numbers out. If, If two reaches two in a year and those two reach another two... You're dealing with exponential growth. And what you just
1: said, um, so we talked about how the kingdom in 100 years grew exponentially yes, right. with the 12 disciples, with no technology. No technology. No technology. And a lot of
0: persecution. Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, the, you know, that's one thing I've, I've told, uh, uh, you know, Marilyn and uh, my family. It's, you know, when there's chaos like this going on in the world we still have the ability to stay focused because the enemy wants you distracted. Oh, yeah. He goes around Fearful. like a lion. Yeah. You know, th- that's a famous quote, and it's true. Um, so you have to stay focused on the kingdom work, mm-hmm. which is your own little circle, continue to do what you're doing, stay in the world, word, and feed into other people, and then it'll still grow. Exactly. Even amongst the flying monkeys and everything else yeah. <laughs> going on well, around us right Well, there's a lot now.
0: of chaos. Yeah today and again everything changes around us but the word of god doesn't change another characteristic of god is he's immutable he does not change he is the same uh the scripture will say that in uh psalm 102 verse 26 it'll say in hebrews 13 jesus is the same yesterday today and forever so yeah when things are changing all around you it's it's not comfortable it's not easy but nevertheless you can cling to that which doesn't change and
1: Colossians 1.17 says he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. There you go. So regardless of what's going on around you, this is your center point. Yeah. This is your compass. This is the way you maintain equilibrium. And the way you defend yourself against the enemy.
0: Just reading yeah. the word of God can give you comfort. Yes. Just read it. Don't even try to You know. Uh,
1: so to your point, so when we're prepping for the show, there's some weeks I'm like, I don't have time to do mm-hmm. this. Yes, I do. Mm. And when you get into the the word, it's like, what was I doing this week? Yeah, this becomes the most important thing. Yeah, because it's lasting.
0: Yeah, it's living. It's yeah, lasting. It's, it's so. Just as we're starting to wrap up here, David. Yeah. And we will be going into the Good Friday and the Easter yep. uh, scriptural accounts and background as we move forward. Bring in some history and some archaeology on that too. But there's when we look at God, there's three. Major, what they call the Omni attributes of God. Right. Number one, He's omnipresent. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere. In mm-hmm. Him we live and move and have our being. That's powerful because demons and Satan—they are not omnipresent. Okay, they're localized agents, just like angels are not everywhere. But God is. He's omnipresent. You go to Psalm one thirty-nine. It talks. If I if, if I go to heaven, you're there. If I'm in, in Sheol, you're there. If I'm sitting, you see me. If I stand up, you see me. He's, that's comforting thought. He's omnipresent second omni is omniscient and this means he knows the thoughts and intents of our heart he knows everything you know we're created beings he knows our thoughts from afar off he knows our prayer even before we pray it so that's ideas he know omniscient and number three is omnipotent he's all-powerful he made the universe by just speaking into existence so he's you see this, these three are extremely important. Then you come down to the other attributes, that he's eternal. You just referenced that in, in Colossians. Uh, he has no beginning, no end. That's why we often symbolize him with a circle. No beginning, no end. Um, uh, he just is. I am, that I am. Self-sufficient. Uh, self- has, self- he has no needs. No needs, no yeah. dependency. Um, he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning, the end. Um, hard for us to understand because we're finite beings. Um, we're limited in this space-time kind of world we live in, but he is not. That's why he says, I am that I am. That's that's a phrase to suggest he has no beginning, no end. He has no past, no uh-huh. present. Um, then then he's got this idea he's immutable. It means he doesn't change. He's changeless. We change. He doesn't. Now, there's some attributes of God that we can actually They're called communicable. In other words, the other ones, we can't be omnipotent. We can't be omnipresent. But there are certain things about God that we as believers uh, can be imparted to. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that, he's merciful. Well, we can be merciful. You know, blessed are the merciful. um, He's he's joy. Uh, He has joy. Well, we can have joy. He's peace. Uh, We can have peace. You see, so we can that's why you come to the fruits of the holy spirit once you're in dwell with the holy spirit some of these qualities coming out are actually god attributes god's gracious yes there um, you go he's
1: good he's truthful uh, yes he's just you know there as you said there's there's several of those things that we can surely assimilate he's loving yeah um, and you know, and, and that's something you know, with all this stuff going on in, in the world today, and I like what uh, our interview um, went over with a gentleman from Wham. Why Wham. His name again, Jan Sherman? Yeah, no, not Sherman. A um, uh, less uh, Seth. Yeah, okay. Seth, not Seth, but, um, but less. So one of the things he said is the way they look at what's going on is they just convey love to everyone. Mm-hmm um they convey love and, and they're not taking sides there's no political mm, agenda yeah. it's just and, and that's kind of the way jesus did it isn't it so
0: yeah god is love it says mm-hmm. that in first john and so we can actually it also says god is holy and it says in the book of james be ye holy as right. god is holy mm-hmm. we're not going to be because perfect holiness as god has but right. this actually takes us to the end of our time david right uh, really went pretty quick it sure did um But uh, we're very happy everyone tuned in today. This is WNZN uh, 89.1 FM radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. And we might be, again, uh, getting special guests, getting back into the studio in the near future, depending on how this COVID unwinds here and the hot weather and all this other good things. Right. So, again, everyone, have a blessed week and look forward to uh, talking to you next week. Have a great weekend,
1: everybody. God bless.
0: Bye-bye.